This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. It's Michael here, and today I've got Will Dean. Will is the leader of unstoppable.co is an organization that focuses on providing clients real and measurable results by combining his awesome expertise in paid search, social media, native advertising, and comprehensive retargeting to generate a positive return on your investment. Will, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Michael. I uh, definitely appreciate being here. I appreciate you and having you on the show. So, Social media, advertising, something that my audience, which is made up of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and and leaders, it's a space where many of us just fumble around in. You know, we we think we know what we're doing and then we we drop a couple billion dollars on Facebook ads and we have somebody Uh click on one of our leads and someone downloads one ebook, even though we sent it out to, you know, 40 million people. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about the organization, what you guys do and, and, and some of the, you know, big wins you've had and, you know, maybe some of those uh, stories that people came to you and with the Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. <laughs> sure. Sure. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the industry is always changing, right? Like there's so many different, you know, new tricks or hacks out there and, um, I fell into the industry because I owned a, I, oddly enough, I owned an e-commerce lighting company back in 2011. I ended up selling it in 2014, but you know, it was e-commerce. So it was all online. We had a sales team in house, but I basically had to teach myself everything from SEO to paid traffic, media buying to Facebook ads, you name it. And, um, throughout that process, you know, we went to hire other agencies and different firms. And I realized that just keeping it in house and honing that skill and becoming the best at it was, you know, for longevity's sake or any other projects I got into, it it made the most sense. And so after we sold the company, I had a lot of friends and colleagues coming to us and saying, you know, Hey, can you help us with our product? And and while that was going on, um, I was looking for, you know, my next project. And so we started taking on clients and I realized, wow, like, I guess, I guess I need to build a company here because a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork and asking if, if they can help us. And so, um, you know, I'm not speaking for everybody, but a lot of these days people build agencies are building agencies to make money. And we really didn't do it for that purpose. We were helping people and it turned into something that we decided, you know what, let's go a little bit deeper into this and build a team. Um, that's, you know, the most badass marketing team on the planet, the way I like to put it. But, um, so that's, that's kind of how we formed, um, and, you know, I guess some of the wins or what we're currently doing, we have a lot of e-commerce clients. Uh, some of the more notable clients, uh, you may or may not have heard of them, but a company called Iconic, they're pretty big. They work with, you know, Gary Vanderchuk, Scooter Braun. They do uh, really, really cool uh, canvases, you know, motivational canvases. Um, that's one of our bigger clients. But we're doing everything from managing the online ecosystem, paid traffic, email, search. Um, voice, brand, design, so all the above. But uh, yeah, no, it's just been a super interesting ride, um, especially, you know, trying to figure out where we can fit the best with our clients. It's it's awesome. And, you know, one of those things that you, you paid attention uh, when, you know, a lot of people were asking you for things and it created 
you know, a business now, you know, I think it's Dan Miller and I could be wrong. Uh, if I am wrong, I'll correct it in the show notes, but uh, Dan Miller, the 48 days um, book. And or I actually met him last weekend. Um, it was at a conference that I was at and I believe it was him that said, you know, if two or three people ask you the same question on how to solve something, then you should create a product or a service around that because it's obviously that it's, there's demand for it. And, and you realized that early on and decided, okay, let's, let's create something uh, because, you know, there's yeah. obviously demand for it. Yeah. No, and, and it was, to me, the, the, the deeper purpose was there's definitely a demand here, but when we do launch our own brands, you know, why not have the framework for, you know, succeeding online already? And, it, you know, it just made perfect sense, you know, sort of building a, I don't know, an operations team or, or whatever else is out there, I decided to focus on building a badass marketing team. So when we do go into anything else, um, we have the framework to be able to you know, launch and be successful. I'm a big fan of frameworks because, again, it clears out the, the confusion. And, and also, too, as you said, you don't want to reinvent the wheel and you don't want to say, okay, well, we're launching a business, so we need to have this role and this role and this role and this role. And next thing you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're bankrolling all these people and you haven't sold a thing yet. So now okay. it's a case of, all right, what do we need at this particular moment now, some people say hire before you're ready, but oftentimes like, well, you better be pretty clear on what you actually need because there's always, you know, those arguments where it's like, well, I don't necessarily need to hire that role uh, because I'm still mm-hmm. able to accomplish what I need to do and not, you know, work, you know, 300 hours a day. But, you know, again, entrepreneurs and, you know, I talk about a lot on the show, you know, my biggest concern with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs is burnout. I don't want them to burn out. And once their business takes off, them be too tired or burned out to actually enjoy it. But having said that, you have to, you have to make sure that you have, you know, a business and, and all the marketing in place uh, for it to be successful. And it sounds like, you know, you were able to do that early on just because of, of the demand that, uh, that you were getting. Yeah. So, so the demand was huge, um, in helping us, you know, be able to scale and grow and we, everything was a personal referral. So we had people, Hey, you got to talk to these guys. Um, because every time we do something, I pretend like I'm the owner of the company. I don't just look at all the channels, all the paid traffic. I look at the, you know, the P and L, the gross profit. We're looking at, um, where we focus in attention. How do we create retention? Uh, just a lot of different things that go into it besides just driving eyeballs. Um, because that's not the only thing that matters these days. But, you know, back to when I was building this company, it's something interesting and interesting to note. And I always tell all these entrepreneurs is focus on what you're really, really, really good at. Double down on that. And when it comes time to build something or, or, or build a team, go to the exact opposite skill set that you don't have and hire that. And when I was building this, you know, sure. I'm, I'm decent at sales, really good at marketing. Um, I think I'm a great team builder. And I thought to myself, Oh, I need to find a salesperson to, you know, get more clients. And when I was going through that process, I realized, wait a second, that's not what I need. I need somebody that's a freak of nature in organization that structurally doesn't let anything pass. And, you know, every email is answered. 
every task is assigned, you know, operating the company because we all like to think we're operators, but when we get handed a bunch of stuff, uh, I personally know I'm going to drop the ball. I might be an executor, but I'll drop the ball if tons of tasks are coming at me. And so that was the first person I hired on my team. She ended up being our COO, uh, but it was the most important hire to be able to grow the business. Yeah, and it's good that you knew which role to get because all of, oftentimes I think entrepreneurs will say, yep, I need that salesperson. Um, and we all fall, I guess we fall in love with the idea of that you're going to bring in you know, Zig Ziglar to come in and, you know, just sell the <laughs> pants off of everything. And, um, you realize that you get, uh, you know, Zig Jones or somebody like that, that, <laughs> you know, maybe sold three or four things in their life, but not, you know, not anything substantial. And you don't realize that until you're like, Hmm, wow. You know, yes, you've got a, you know, briefcase full of business cards, but I'm not seeing any contracts here. What, what's going on? And so it, it reminds me of a funny story of uh, the sports guy, Jim Rome, uh, out in uh, California. You know, he, he talked about early, early in his career where he would uh, be, you know, he was doing sales for a very short period of time. And, and the running joke that he always talks about is, you know, on Monday morning, uh, you, you show up and you hand, you know, you get all the prospects and all this stuff. And then you just go around to all the restaurants and you just start emptying the fish bowls of all the business cards into your briefcase. And then you land some small sale. And then of course the rest of the week you're going to the movies and how you're just sleeping and doing whatever. Then Friday morning, you go into the office, you hand, you know, the boss, a small contract that you were able to score, but then you open up, you know, the briefcase full, all these business cards saying you've been prospecting like mad bosses. <laughs> that's way to do it. Go ahead and, you know, take the rest of the afternoon off. It's like, well, yeah, that's not sustainable in the sales world, but uh, those are the types of salespeople you do not want to run into. But yeah, it, it's good that you you found somebody that you know is you know has strengths in the areas that you don't, and that's again one of those things where I think a lot of us don't necessarily know what we're good at. We think we're good at everything. I, I hate to break this to you, people. We're not good at everything. Um, we're great <laughs> at some things and we are absolutely atrocious at others. And sometimes you have to have somebody that you truly cares about you to call you out on it and say, yeah, you're not good at scheduling. So <laughs> I'm just going to take that from you and you're just going to focus on these things. And, um, yep. And, and that way, everyone is operating in their strong um, suite, basically, and their sweet spot. And when everyone is operating in that space where they're working on the things that they're really good at and they actually enjoy it, it's amazing what an organization can do. 100%. It's all about the team. I always tell that to all of our clients, too. It's it, the, the team makes or breaks the company. Um, so you really need to double down, invest in what you're good at, and then invest in the people around you. And you, know, you should be able to do anything. That's the way I look at it. So if you're talking to an entrepreneur that comes to you and they've got some type of product or service that when you look at it, you go, yeah, the market definitely could support this based on whatever it is. What are some of the things that you help them through as far as properly marketing it? What are some of the, you know, the techniques that you use? I mean, obviously don't give away trade secrets or anything like that, but <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't want the Colonel's secret recipe on here. Cause yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> the, I, I didn't, I didn't get an NDA 
sent over to me before. No. So, <laughs> so I want to make sure I don't want, you know, tip any, anything off or anything yeah. like that. But you know, what, what are some no, of the techniques yeah. you guys do? Well, so first and foremost, when somebody comes to us and say, Hey, can you help us sell this or, or online or whatever it is? You know, I look at the product and make sure they have sales history. You know, I, one of the things I've learned is to really manage our time effectively with the right clients. If someone just comes to us with a product idea or they just invented the product, but they don't have any validation on sales, I just don't think we're a good fit. I actually don't think any online marketing is a good fit. I think that any entrepreneur who invents a product um, that's not an info product, it's a physical good, needs to be able to go validate the sales process on their own. It may be even an info product, but you should go and sell it to somebody to know that there's a need. A lot of times entrepreneurs sit there and they make something they think there's a need for, but then they try to have somebody else sell it whether it's online or it's in person and it flops and then someone points the finger or whatever. So I tell every business owner before you're ready for online marketing, go and try to sell your product and make sure that it can be sold. Then you have the ability to have you know, a use case of like, Hey, this does work. Can you use your expertise to scale it? So that's number one. Um, number two is I make sure that we go after the low hanging fruit first. I think a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners, they know how to sell things their way, um, which is great. but with our expertise, we're able to look under the hood and see so many other opportunities. A lot of people are focusing on the front end of sales. They're just focusing on acquiring new customers, acquiring new customers. But you've already built trust and a relationship with your past customers. Depending on the product, can we make more money from our past customers? Typically, the answer is yes. The people that have already bought from you should be the people you're still selling to. But a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses focus on trying to find new people but it really should be the 80-20 rule, really focusing on retention um, and then uh, going after uh, new people. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you own a widget company online and you have 10,000 customers and you're constantly looking for, to make new sales. Well, you could easily utilize your email list to start to generate more revenue from your past audience. Um, you know, they're already your biggest fan. So that's, that's something I always, the second we engage with a company, I, I look at where can we optimize what they're currently doing? And then how do we take it a step further once we've, you know, uh, taken the lowest hanging fruit and optimize that to let's go find new markets. So that's step one, because those are quick wins that we're able to see a very high return on investment. Um, the business owners always love it. And it's just things that they haven't noticed. And then we take that uh, and we focus on driving new traffic, finding new customers and markets to go into. I love the example you gave about validating it yourself. Um, I, we've heard, and I know you have too, I'm sure clients have come to you saying, you know, they've dropped, you know, a chunk of change on Facebook ads. And I'm not picking on Facebook, but I'm just saying, you know, they, they, put a bunch of money on Facebook ads. Their targeting was all wrong. They didn't know what they were doing. Um, you know, they, they have a product that really should be marketed to, you know, 40 to 50 year old males that are living in the Midwest. And somehow they decided that they were going to go to, you know, people that live in the South and 18 to 24. And like, yeah, no one's going to buy the product because you're, you're, you're talking to the wrong audience and you haven't done any engagement. All of a sudden they're, you know, scrolling on Facebook and boom, here's this ad for your product or service. Now, 
if it's something that catches their eye or, you know, raises the eyebrow test as, you know, somebody that I know likes to say a lot, then <laughs> maybe, maybe you have something that works. But oftentimes, again, it's just completely misaligned. So it, your comment about, you know, go out there and actually sell it yourself, you know, Yep. Small small event locally, put it out there, you know, sell it from the stage to a speaking event. See if anybody nibbles, you know, drop the price. If it's something, you know, that you charge, you know, five grand for or twenty four ninety seven, you know, throw it out there and see if someone will nibble at it at, you know, nine ninety seven. If not nine ninety seven, yep. four ninety seven. If people won't pay you, you know, ninety seven bucks for it, they're certainly not gonna pay five grand for it. So you figure yep. that out and you know it's you know it's a low cost of entry to you know to do a what a lot of people call a soft launch and see, okay, is there's actually any interest in this? Because you know, there's always the, you know, in, in this business, I said, you know, there's a lot of William Hungs when it comes to products and services that are being offered, you know, mm-hmm. Hung from, you know, American Idol, you know, it's yep. like how, he <laughs> made, how he made it to that point, I, I, I still don't know. <laughs> you would have thought that somebody along the way would have said, Bill, you, you, yeah. you can't, <laughs> you know, we, we don't let you do karaoke, why are we going to let you go on national television? But it worked out for him, you know, so he, he, he <laughs> took a tragic event and, and, and was able to monetize it somehow. Um, you wouldn't catch me nope. dead or alive in front of that crew trying to do some type of talent. No, thank you. Not my <laughs> skill set. But that's a, that, yep. you know, that's a great thing. And, and, and it, it sounds like your organization does an awesome job of, of, of vetting things and, and, and not accepting every client that wants to work with you. Cause again, that's another thing entrepreneurs struggle with is, you know, they want to just work with everybody because they're looking at building their business, but they take on clients that quite frankly, they shouldn't be serving. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it really boils down to one general idea and, and that's do the hard work. And I say it like that because this day and age, everything, every business and tool is, is predicated on, um, becoming less friction, like frictionless, right? Removing the pain to do something. So what I mean by that is when it's easy, everybody, everybody turns to it. So Facebook ads, easier to launch, you know, outsourcing easy, you know, everything that I don't have to do or a business owner doesn't have to do, they're going to look for somebody else to do it. But if you're at the beginning stages of your company, do the hard things, sell it, or you're going to waste so much more money and time figuring out that you can't. And that's why it's so important as any entrepreneur that starts anything, I don't care if you're uh, introverted or extroverted, just take your product and go find a market. If you can't do that and sell at least a a decent amount of it by yourself, whether it's online or offline, um, then number one, you don't have the user feedback that you should have to go spend money on marketing. You really need good user feedback. And as an owner, you need to know, what is wrong or right or what people love about your product to then correlate that to your marketing team. Um, and so, you know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur these days. It's the new kind of thing, but you got to do the hard work. And a lot of people have stopped short of trying to do the hard work. Uh, and, and so I'm a big believer in, in, in putting your feet on the ground and, and grinding it out. Um, not in the, you need to work 24 hours a day, but in the, you need to prove that your product is viable before you go and try to build a team. Yeah, it's an important lesson because I think everyone has this 
I don't know if it's a dream or pipe dream or vision of, okay, look at what they're doing. They're, they're making millions. They're doing this and this. It's like, yeah, yeah. They, they launched that business in 1994 <laughs> or yep. the, you know, the, you know, we've all heard the stories about the, you know, the, the ones that quote unquote made it. And yeah, they were, you know, sleeping in their car or they were trying to figure this out, working three jobs and trying to do this and this. And, you know, it's the, you know, 15 to 20 year overnight success. It's just going to take time. Um, And Dory Clark is somebody, you know, that I interviewed on the show before. And, you know, we've talked a few times uh, on different matters. And one of the things that she, you know, mentions, especially with people that are trying to really, you know, get known in the market and all of that. And of course, you know, good marketing and, and advertising goes a long way, but I, I think, and please chime in on this. I think consistency means a lot too, as far as what, you know, the customer is prepared to do. This is not just a here, I'll, I'll, I'll give Will, you know, a bunch of money and he'll create some ads and then, you know, the money will start flowing in and it'll be like an ATM machine in my living room. It's like, no, there's, there's work that still needs to be done. So I'm guessing consistency is one area that you really encourage your, your clients to deal with. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. Actually, that's, that's the one thing I preach probably the most of anything, nothing happens overnight. So I always advise my, the entrepreneurs that I know, I say, look, like, Everybody is talking about the wins. Everything you see on Facebook and the news, it's only about the wins. There's, there's not a, an editorial or a platform out there that's just talking about losses, right? So like you mentioned, you know, the overnight successes, that everybody sees that and they want a part of it. But what they don't really want, and I know this sounds cliche, is they don't really know or want, they don't know the, the hard work that went into it, right? The 15-year success stories. And that's where actually all the wins come from. The ones that are overnight, very, very, very rare. Um, to find. So, you know, you have to be able to put in, in the work um, to get to where you're, you're trying to go um, and not actually just try to set up an automation machine. Uh, and back to your point on consistency, literally people try something and they walk away. But the ones who win just keep doing it over and over and over. And that's how they come to fruition. And, you know, I'll use this example. Um, we all know him, Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, it's interesting. Only over the past two years, everybody started to really know him and see him around. But he's been doing podcasting, blogging, and getting his name out there for, I think, 12 years now. Um, and that's the type of consistency that it takes to really make a business flourish. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm right there with you. That, that is one of the most important things to do as an owner uh, or as an entrepreneur is just to stay consistent even when there's ups and downs. Yeah, it's crucial. And it, it, it distance you from all the competition and everybody looks at it and they go, wow, there's just so much competition. Case, case in point, you know, I've written a couple books. I've got another one coming out. Now, if I would have gone into the bookstore and looked at the leadership section and my books are in that area and looked at all the books and all the authors and all of that stuff, I could have easily said, no one is ever going to buy my book because all of these books are here. But I realized early on, it's like, yeah, but you know what? Yes, all these books are here, but how many people have said, I want to write a book, but they don't. They don't take that step. It's not 
it's, it's not easy. It takes time. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of things to, to do. And of course, with self-publishing, it's a lot easier than it used to be. And um, you can get an audience and if you market it properly because people, again, need to know that you have a book. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I have a book. Well, unless I tell somebody and actually it, it starts being seen, no one's going to know that I have a book or if yep. I spend money on marketing or advertising to promote it, then you know some people will go, oh, okay, he has a book. What's this about? But again, it's yep. one of those things where consistency is a big thing and just continue to do the work. Um, it, if it's quality work that you're doing, then just be consistent at it and understanding, like you said, it's going to take time. How much time? As long as it needs to take, and it'll and it'll be longer than you want it to be. But it'll, if your success will come to you sooner than you think, if you're consistent and and your messaging is, is spot on. Hundred percent, totally agree with that. So, if an entrepreneur comes to you and says, you know, help, here's my product or service. Um, what are what are some red flags for you to go? And I you alluded to them a little bit earlier, but what are some of the red flags for you to go? Mm, I I can't help you um, because you're not ready. Um, what are some of those things that you've seen? Yeah, so you know, obviously, some of the stuff we talked about before, making sure that they've already validated their product in the market, um, making sure that they understand that you know, marketing online it's not that there's a secret formula that one person has. It's very similar to all the other facets of your business where hard work is going to beat anything, anytime. And as long as you have the right framework. And so some of the red flags is making sure that the entrepreneurs, the business owners that we meet um, are ready to invest in that. Right. I essentially call as your best salesman. And I always give the example of, again, we, we hit the ground running right when we start. We, typically put our processes in place. And so within a week or two, we're already seeing better results than anybody else has provided them before. But I always give them the example of like, Hey, you know, if you're to hire a salesperson and maybe they're the best salesperson, you know, how long do you think it would take them to ramp up to where they're selling your product, you know, insanely and uh, you know, all the time. And people understand that analogy because, you know, I do personally, because I've, I've built a sales team before and it usually takes several months for that salesperson, even if they're the best one in the world to come on board, get to understand the brand, get to understand the tone, get to understand the customers, get to understand where the customers are falling off. Why aren't they converting? Get to understand the messaging and then being able to take that and, you know, pour gasoline on it per se, uh, and scale out someone's business. And so, one of the number one things are we, we walk away from or turn down is when an owner or an entrepreneur is, does not understand the not monetary investment, but just what goes into executing this on a very high level and making sure if their expectations are overnight success, that we walk away from that because we're not looking for overnight success results. We're looking for long-term partners and long-term partners know that any department or division takes time to build up as long as there's trust on equal sides. So that's a big part of us, which is why a lot of our clients have come from relationships because that's who's vetted for, that's who's vouched for us. And I don't even think we've ever done um, cold prospecting because it's, it's not necessary. That's awesome. That's awesome stuff. And the advice you've given me and, you know, and everybody that listens to my show um, is just pure gold because 
oftentimes, again, we, we have this product, we strongly believe in it. We, we feel it's going to change the world. And, and quite frankly, for many of us, it will. But we have to be ready and we have to be consistent. We have to be patient and, and, and getting our message, you know, to the right audience with the right framework and everything else. It's, it's been awesome. So where, where can people find out more about your business and you and, and go from there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so www.unstoppable.co, that's our company. Um, if you Google Will Dean or you go to Facebook and you Google uh, Will Dean or Instagram at Will, D-E-A-N-E, um, you'll be able to look me up, reach out to me, or will at unstoppable.co. And uh, yeah, always open to, to talking to other entrepreneurs. And um, absolutely. That's great. And audience will definitely have all that information in the show notes. So again, Will, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. And, and again, your patience. Uh, we had to reschedule this a, a few times, audience, because of my travel schedule and furniture removal and a variety of other fun <laughs> fun stuff, but life happens, but you know, we were able to navigate it and I'm glad that we were able to connect today. So, Will, thank you again for being on the show. Absolutely, Michael. Pleasure being here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And until next time, everybody be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.